Welcome everybody back to Friar Talk. Hope your day is going really good. Today we're going to be previewing this Dodgers-Padres series and we'll be going over each team, kind of talking about who's been hot in terms of the lineup, who's actually been surprising um, for the Dodgers especially because they had kind of a lot of question marks heading into this year um, and kind of who's been up and down for the Padres and who's playing well right now. Um, and then also we'll get into these pitching matchups as well. But I mean, overall, just kind of first thoughts on the series. Isaac, what are you looking at? What stands out to you in this one? Well, what stands out to me is the last series, uh, the NLDS, where the Padres beat the Dodgers three to one, and and uh, obviously it's kind of going to be one of the main topics of this game is oh the Padres got Xander Bogarts has finally turned into a rivalry. The Dodgers lost this many guys, um, but last time these two met each other, they were two pretty different teams, and now that the Padres are finally kind of taking ground on the Dodgers, they beat them, they eliminated them in their most their their highest win total season ever, I think. I mean, this is a rivalry now, and it's something that the Dodgers fans and the Dodgers are kind of starting to embrace. You saw that they were supposed to have Syndergaard on the bump at first, and now they took him out. They swapped him out. They threw in Urias instead of Syndergaard, and they still got Kershaw and May going. And Dave Roberts admired, hey, we want to throw our three best guys against the Padres. That kind of is a telling sign for everything. So I think what kind of stands out is that this is a, a newfound, and, and it was kind of starting to ignite in 2021. But this is a newfound rivalry in baseball. Um, this is a, something that we've all been looking forward to all season, playing against the Dodgers. Fernando's back against the Dodgers. He does normally pretty well against the Dodgers. He hit a ball. I mean, the last ball I remember him hitting off of, I forgot, Tony Gonsolin went 467 feet. Um, so he's he does pretty well against them. Um, but, yeah, obviously what's going to stand out is that last NLDS, and this is kind of the first, this is the first matchup ever since then. Um Two, three really good matchups. You got you Darvish versus, uh, I believe it's, oh, I'm sorry, it's Clayton Kershaw versus Joe Musgrove, you Darvish versus Dustin May, and Blake Snow versus Julio Urias. That's, those are three primetime matchups, if you ask me. Um, but I don't know, man. It's going to be a super fun series. The Dodgers are kind of hot right now. They just swept the Phillies. Max Muncy had a walk-off grand slam for them. But the Padres are hot as well. They swept, or they I guess you can kind of say sort of swept. Um, the Giants, it was only a two-game series, but they also took the series against the Reds. They beat the Braves earlier this year. It's not like the Padres are, aren't hot right now. They're getting hot. The problem is that the Dodgers are also getting hot, so it seems like both of these teams are running into each other at the wrong time, um, but it's going to be a super fun series, man. Everyone's going to be tuning in, I believe, Sundays on Sunday Night Baseball, so um, we know that the Padres have historically struggled against the Dodgers in the regular series, but or regular season, sorry, in the regular season, but it's a new it's a new season and there's new faces and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, 100%. And you look at the matchups for both these teams and you know you you brought the new faces. Pitching wise it's not going to look that way. You got Kershaw against Musgrove. We were talking about it we were, before we got on the stream that it was like dude, like Kershaw's literally just our entire lives has just been insanely good against the Padres. Now the last few times they've won against them it's been a little bit more even. We've seen both Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis have a lot of success against him. Um, but overall, I mean, Kershaw still pitched really well. But his like his like his career numbers against the Padres are insane. Um, then you got Dustin May after that. I mean, we know that May pitches against the Padres super well. Um, I haven't really looked into how he's done this year, but I'm, I'm expecting him to kind of have a little bit of a bounce back this year after not being himself last season coming off Tommy John. But he's an absolute stud. Um, and then you have Urias uh, also pitches the Padres really well. But then you look at it on the Padres side, and it's like you got Musgrove, Darvish, and Snell, and I feel like we're all confident in those guys in this matchup as well. So it's like 
it's your best three for each rotation, which I think is super exciting to see. Um, and I think it's great for baseball. I think it's great to kind of have this matchup because, I mean, in the last couple of years, like this has been one of the more exciting matchups to watch in terms of two division opponents going up against each other. So I'm pumped for it. Um, and then kind of flipping a little bit, when you look at some of those new faces like you brought up, Isaac, I mean, for for the Dodgers right now, Max Muncy's going crazy. But another guy that's been really good, James Outman, uh, he's kind of coming in for Cody Bellinger, and he's been awesome as well. So that's a big guy there. And they also added Jason Hayward. So those are going to be the guys that have been surprisingly playing really well. The The Dodgers lineup has been excellent this year. We've seen that the Padres lineup has struggled. However, they've started to turn the corner the last few days. So we're going to see, you know, a big test this weekend for this Padres lineup. You know, Tatis has been here for a little bit now. Juan Soto starting to get right. Manny Machado looks like he's starting to get right. Xander Bogarts has been great all year. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, you're getting good at the right time. Perfect. Here you go. Three guys that you've seen. I mean, not everyone on this team because Xander just came here. Soto hasn't been here very long. But for the majority of these guys, like, you've seen Kershaw, May, and Arias for a lot in your career, like the, at least the last few years. So it'll be exciting. Um, I think this is a really good matchup both ways. I think we're going to see a lot of back-and-forth baseball like we've seen over the past couple seasons when these two teams have matched up. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, but Isaac, what are you feeling about like you know a couple of these new faces on, on, on both squads, really? Well, you look at the Padres, it's really a lot of familiar faces, but the one new face that's kind of been popping off that everyone should know about right now, he has like an 880 OPS. He, prior to this Juan Soto blunder today, had a, what, 29-game on, on, on base streak, um, one of the hottest hitters in baseball, Xander Bogarts, who's also been playing fantastic defense. Um, he's kind of been, for, for a while, he carried the Padres lineup in terms of being able to put up runs. It was really just him because Juan Soto and Manny Machado were struggling so heavily. Um, but Xander Bogarts was on a 29-game hit streak. He was kind of feeling under the weather, so he wasn't able to play in the second game against the Reds, obviously third game against the Reds. He he technically had a hit, but in the scorebook, it's not going to show his hit because Juan Soto messed up on the base path. So um, that kind of went wrong for him. But that's really the new faith that's been carrying the Padres throughout the season. And then you look at Big Nelly Cruz. He has a 1,000 OPS in the last seven games, had five hits in Mexico, and Granted, some of these guys' numbers might be a little inflated because of Mexico, but Nelly Cruz has been pretty solid throughout the season. He doesn't look that bad. Like, um, I think part of the season before that we found out it was only for a million dollars, people were kind of concerned. But even if this was for like a few, like another million or two, you'd still be pretty happy because he's producing at the plate. The only pitch he's struggling on right now is that slider or that cut or that the I forgot what they call it now, the sweeper. Um low and out he keeps swinging at it but other than that he's mashing right now matt carpenter as well as having himself a really good season those three new faces kind of been batting four five six or four five at the least they've been helping the padres out a lot for sure especially during manny and juan's struggles but seems like manny machado and juan soto struggles aren't really there no more juan soto has over in a thousand ops in his last seven games he's hitting over 500 in his last six or seven games as well Manny Machado, same thing, over in 1,000 OPS in his last seven games. These guys are starting to get hot at the right time. Um, we had kind of been preaching, like, be patient, be patient, be patient. They're going to start getting hot. Keep in mind, they play at Petco Park. Petco Park in April, oh, my God, you know how hard it probably is to hit there? Like, you look at them in Mexico and you look at them in Petco, it's a, it's it's like the biggest difference ever. The ball does not fly in Petco. They were hitting pot flies and the ball was going out in Mexico. Um, so it's a very difficult 
place to hit in April, and things are starting to get better for the Padres. Um, normally starts getting better to hit there in June, July, August. Um, but yeah, man, these guys are getting hot at the right time. Of course, I didn't get to talk about Mr. Fernando Tatis Jr. He was on a nine-game hit streak, but the I mean the OPS, the average, it might not show it right now, but he's quietly been pretty good. It's just that the slugging hasn't been there. But historically in his career, he slugs over 500, over 600 even at that. So we know the power is going to be there eventually. And the last time that he was kind of in a rut, here comes him against the Dodgers. He hits five home runs in three games. So, um, I mean, I, I keep saying it. Fernando's pretty good against L.A. And hopefully we see that again this upcoming um, series. But, you know, the kind of the, the three guys that have been really hot, Juan Soto, Manny Machado, and Nelly Cruz. And you could even throw Matt Carpenter in there. But that's not to say that this Padres lineup from top to bottom hasn't been hot. Trent Grisham had three hits today against the, the Reds, almost at an 800 OPS. Haseon Kim is looking a lot better at the plate. Jake Cronenworth looks good at the plate always. It's like you're not going to catch any breaks like they were able to last year throughout most of the season against the Padres. Yeah, no, that's super true. And also with the Fernando stuff like you brought up, I'm going to put a short out tomorrow just on how Fernando's played against the Dodgers because I feel like, like you said, he was in a rut at the beginning of that 2021 season, coming back, being banged up a little bit, and he just kind of flipped the switch then and got super hot that series and then balled out for the rest of the year, almost took home the MVP award. So we'll see if you see something similar in this series. But I I think that overall, I mean, both these teams are playing really well. Uh, It's interesting because I feel like, I don't know. I mean, for us, we weren't really expecting the Dodgers to have some crazy fall off. Like obviously they lost Trey Turner and stuff, but we've talked about it time and time again that like they develop so well. And then what do they have? They have James Alman. He almost has an a thousand OPS. He's coming up. He's been an absolute monster this year. So this is still a good team. Like I feel like not even like from Padre fans, like from MLB fans and like MLB media act like the Dodgers, you know, fell off and are gonna be like an eighty win team. After putting like what was it last year like one fifteen one seventeen whatever it was, like dude they're not falling off forty wins this year. That's just not happening. So I think I mean anytime these teams match up, I feel like you get a lot of excitement. I feel like them pitching both both you know the Dodgers moving their top three uh, in the rotation to the series. I think it means a lot. Um, and Isaac, you also brought up kind of the aspect of you know it's really hard to hit in April May even parts of June in Petco where it's really, really bad. We t- we tend to see a lot that early on the Padres lineup struggles at the beginning of the season, and then they gradually heat up through the year. The overall numbers for the team, even when the team was bad, even when the team was whatever, like even when the lineup was kind of eh, it, it tends to go in that direction. So I think this series might be a lot more low scoring than maybe people are like expecting it to be just because you have all the, all the high-profile names in the lineup. But you look at who's pitching. I mean, Snell's coming off his best start. So Snell's so hit or miss, but he's done well against the Dodgers in his career. So if you get a good Snell game, I'm I'm expecting a good game from Musgrove and Darvish. Like, I'm, I, I just am. And I'm expecting a good game from all the Dodgers starters. So I think these are going to be maybe not low scoring because you're going to have some offense both sides. But I think it's going to be very back and forth. And I don't think we're going to see any, like, crazy high-scoring games. Um, but at the same time, it's going to come down to it's going to come down to clutch hits from big hitters and big hitters that Padre fans don't really like on the Dodgers side and big hitters that Dodger fans don't really like on the Padre side. So I'm pumped for that. But with all that said, what do you think prediction wise, who do you think is going to win this series? 
who do you think has the advantage? What, what are you kind of looking at right now? Never in my life will I – I don't care how bad the Padres are in the future. Never in my life will I pick the Dodgers to beat the Padres in a series. I want Padres 2-1 over the Dodgers with um, – I'll go Kershaw winning the first game, and I'll go the Padres taking the next two. Um, I, I mean, I think this series kind of lines up. Who do I think is going to pop off on the Padres? I mean, I'm going to go with Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, I just looked up his career stats against the Dodgers, and – his average isn't really there. It's only a 240, but in 37 games, he has 13 career home runs and um, like 20, I forgot how many RBIs, but like 20 something RBIs, 30 something RBIs. So he is pretty good against them. So I, I think he's going to pop off. I think this is also a good series for Juan Soto. This is going to be a good series for Juan Soto. Yeah, it's against two lefties, but um, I think he's going to be fine. He's gotten hot in these last seven games or these last few games, and I think he's going to carry it over. Um, but on that Dodgers side, man, I mean, they've got they've got a couple sluggers over there too. Max Muncy at one point, I don't know if he still does, but he led the league in home runs. James Altman's, I think, over a 900 OPS. He's helping them out a lot, really filling that void for Cody Bellinger. Uh, Jason Hayward, we recently looked at his baseball savant page, and it was just stupid. Like, I could not believe my eyes when I saw how much red there was. And then uh, who's the guy that I'm missing? Freddie Freeman has a pretty high average. I mean, top to bottom, that Dodgers lineup, like, surprisingly – it looks really good. I guess not surprisingly because they always find a way. But um, it looks really good. But then you look at you Darvish's career numbers against the Dodgers. And sorry, I, I had him up. Let me just find him again real quick. He is three and five with an ERA of two four seven and eighty two strikeouts and ten appearances against the Dodgers. He also does pretty good against the Dodgers. And historically, he wins against them. At least with the Padres, he. I mean, yeah, three and five doesn't sound too good, but it's not like they lose because of him. I remember one game, it was one nothing, him against Kershaw. And I he was walked, like, oh. he walked Kershaw with the base yeah, loader. You yeah, he walked Kershaw with the base loader. Like, bro, no fucking way. We just lost on that. Um, fantastic game pitched for him that day. And he, I really only remember one start that he really struggled against LA. So overall, um, he does good against them. Kershaw, even if he's faced bad teams throughout his career, he has like a 2.1 ERA against the Padres. So he's also really good against us. So these are going to be some really exciting matchups, man. I mean, uh, you know, like I said, I'm never pick, picking the Dodgers ever in my life in any series. Um, so I'm going Padres here two to one. And uh, I, I think the Padres are going to keep being hot. Yeah, and I'll go I'll go Padres two to one too. I actually like – I like the exact thing, same thing that you're saying. Lose on Friday, win the next two. Now, I will say – there's a very decent chance that you don't win Sunday because Snell is terrible. So you could easily end up losing the series if you just get like, oh, yeah, Snell came in and, you know, he threw 100 pitches in three innings. Uh, there you go. That'll that'll do it for you. But we'll see. He's coming off a good start. He seems to be kind of improving. We know how Snell is early in the season. So hopefully uh, we get a little bit more early improvement than we typically see. And, and I mean, it's usually kind of gradual. Like he usually starts out awful and then it slowly starts to improve. So hopefully you see that. If we just get a quality start from Snell, um, I think that's a good one. I don't know. Maybe not Sunday. I mean, Sunday's a tough one because Arias pitches really well. And Kershaw does too. But Musgrove also looks pretty it, – like, that's the thing. This is so tight. I will say if I had to expect – if I had to guess over the next two series what they're going to finish, like I would just go, oh, yeah, that's going to be a 3-3 kind of set between the next two weekends. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll go I'll go Padres 2-1. Um, same way as Isaac. I'll say Snell does well. We'll – 
we'll see how this one ages. It might not age very well, but I'm um, probably not. It's probably going to be a disaster, but forget that. I mean, we'll, we'll look at it. So I'll go, I'll go Padres two, one in this one. I don't think the offense is going to be crazy, but I think there's going to be two tight, intense games where we get to see some great defense, get to see some of these, you know, top end players have some, some late, late inning RBIs that end up winning games, um, both sides. So I'm looking forward to it, to, to it, but, uh, yeah, that's all I got. So with that said, comment your guys' predictions as well. Kind of let us know who are kind of the the big the big guys in this series. And if we're looking at it from a Dodgers or a Potters perspective, you know, who are some guys that you're banking on having a good series for your squad? And, you know, who are you kind of nervous about? Who do you think's gonna who do you think's gonna either play well for the uh, the opposing team? So let us know in the comments. But uh, with that said, thank you guys. And uh we'll talk to you guys very, very soon. And we will be recapping this series on Sunday as well. Uh, so we'll talk to y'all then, but have a good night and see ya.